The next train to Tangent City departs in one minute. This is an unlimited service that may stop at reviews, spoilers, and swearing. Passengers traveling with young or conservative travel companions are reminded to read the show description before embarking on any journey to Tangent City. We wish to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land we are recording on in Perth, Western Australia. The Wadjuk people of the Noongar Nation. We wish to acknowledge their continuing culture and pay our respects to the Elders past, present and emerging. Gentle listener, I didn't see you sitting there. <laughs> ah. um, that was just, I love that theme music. I really do. You, you do. Now, hopefully uh, people have uh, joined us who are listening to the uh, Diz Down Under podcast uh, where we mentioned that uh, Kat and I were going to do a, a spoiler cast of WandaVision here on Tangent City. Oh, look at you, like less than a minute in or probably a little bit more than a minute in with intros and stuff like that. And you're announcing what we're doing, what show we're on, and who we are. Well, this is a very... This is this is an unusual episode of Tangent City. This is a very special episode of Tangent City. <laughs> How special is keeping, it? Keeping on, keeping on point. Um, it's because usually, like, uh, if, I don't know if people uh, usually listen to this, this show, uh, but Tangent City is a, a show that uh, myself, Lewis, and uh, my wife, Catherine, over there... Uh, do with my co-hosts from uh, Unscripted the Film Show, Cecilia and Rachel. Because you guys are so restricted by what you can say and do on air. And time. And do. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that sounds wrong. But, uh, yeah, because we, when we do our Unscripted the Film Show show, it's an actual live-to-air community radio show. Mm. So we can't, uh, you know, say the can't swearies. No swearsies. Um, don't want to be too, uh, you, know, you know, political or too um, controversial. controversial. Mm. Uh, we've had, you know, people in the past, not often in the 20-year history, but one or two times we've had people ring up to complain about us saying something. Us as a new? No. Once it was me. <laughs> I think, yeah, but it doesn't happen very often, so so that's, that's quite good. But um, this show is is special because we wanted to talk about uh, One Division, mm-hmm. but uh, we didn't want to do it on the main feed because we, you know, people like you might not have seen it all. Yeah, keep talking. Yeah, uh, so we we thought we'll do it here at Tangent City, uh, which which makes sense so that uh, we can people can decide like if you've seen. Uh, one division and you're ready to have you know things spoiled which won't be a spoiler because you've already actually seen uh the the, the show uh then uh, this is the, the right place for it to be so that's what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the the tv show on disney plus uh one division and uh it's going to be uh, it's going to be fun to, to finally you know open up about <laughs> it's going to be fun no pressure Catherine. yeah yeah um so should i do it should should, should i should i ring the spoiler bell yes you can ring the spoiler bell go on 
So yeah, so this this is going to be full of spoilers. Yeah. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Yeah. Uh, all the spoilers. Well, not all of them. Can you, like, you have to record like a three-hour show. There's so much in the way of Easter eggs for this TV show. Yeah, it, the, 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 the show is huge. I mean, it's, it's like uh, watching a, a Marvel movie, mm-hmm. but that movie just happens to be split up into nine parts. And is how many hours long uh, <laughs> in total? It would well. A lot of the earlier episodes are about the thirty kind of minute mark. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you just average, but then they still graduated towards towards the forty something. Yeah. So maybe you just said like forty minutes an episode. Mm-hmm. So forty times nine, whatever that is, that would be how long it is. <laughs> Four nines are <laughs> uh, thirty-six. <laughs> and had a zero. So about three hundred and sixty minutes. So about three hours then. 360 minutes is three hours. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> wait, wait, 60. Uh, oh, yeah, so it's 20. a normal Marvel movie. No, 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 movie. six hours. Yeah, I was just like going, what? Yeah, it's six hours. Yeah, 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 so six hours. Because you looked at me with like, you're just like going, how could you get this wrong? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, it's it's a lot longer, which is good because you get to, to play with the characters more. And I mean, admittedly, I think that Paul Bettany and uh, – um, Elizabeth um, Olsen only had like maybe 20 minutes of screen time across uh, Age of Ultron, uh, Civil War, um, Infinity War, mm-hmm. and Endgame. Mm-hmm. And that was that was where their relationship was actually est- established over the, those movies. So not a lot of time to actually establish their, their romance because in um, Civil War, both characters were introduced. Yeah. And so... Oh, was it Civil War? Oh, sorry. So in uh, Age of Ultron. Age of, yeah. Yeah, Age you. of Ultron, both characters were introduced. And you had uh, Wanda Maximoff and her brother Pietro, who were these um, Sokovian orphans mm. who were manipulated by Hydra to be given these powers. And her powers were never really you know, explored or explained or anything like that. Um, she could read people's minds. She could bend people's uh, minds to her will. Mm. And then she had, like, energy blasts, I guess, was the closest thing you could yeah, say. Yeah, like these force field kind of things that she could do. Yeah, yeah. So um, she had those kind of kind of powers. Because she could shield as well as, mm. like, move the yeah. energy away from her. Yeah, I can't remember if she was flying at that point or not, but she can certainly fly these days. Yeah. Um, but th- then in Civil War, uh, where they were both uh, – and, and Vision was uh, created through a fusion of uh, this synthesoid that Ultron was trying to create to be the ultimate body, the perfect mm-hmm. body for him. Mm-hmm. But it gets hijacked, and instead they put the personality of Jarvis into – uh, vision mm-hmm. and then vision becomes uh, like the a new kind of being pretty much yeah and, and he's a being that's like also very noble and worthy because he can pick up the ha- thor's hammer yeah, yeah that's interesting yeah good good little point to add in yeah, which really spun everyone out because they had that scene earlier on in in uh age of ultron where they were a bit drunk and trying to lift thor's hammer off the table mm-hmm. and no one could lift it uh except captain america I know he could lift it, but he didn't want to kind of like, you know, make Thor feel bad. So, <laughs> why would it make him feel bad? I don't know, but he just like, I think he like re- Thor could be the only person that's worthy. Yeah. I think, wouldn't he want his teammates to be worthy? 
Yeah, me. I just loved when Cap like went to lift it, and he actually moved a little bit, and Thor had this real look of concern on his face. Mm. And, ah, no, 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 of course not. <laughs> but of course, that gets paid off uh, quite a bit later in oh, yeah. Endgame, where yeah. you just see Thor's hammer like rise up, and then just like blast into Cap's hand. Yeah. So yeah, it was pretty, pretty cool, pretty pretty impressive. Um. So yeah, so Vision gets created, and I, I love when uh, Vision's created. And he like jumps out of this this box thing, and then there's that this box thing. It's almost like a sarcophagus, yeah. isn't it? And he 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 has this the, the momentary uh, superhero fight, mm. which gets resolved very quickly. And he's kind of like analyzing everything, and he's just like you know changing the way he 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 looks. And then he looks at Thor and sees Thor's got a cape on. and goes, "Oh, cape, good idea." And then puts himself in a cape. Yeah. Um, so some really cool, cool kind of stuff there. So he's all through that film. Uh, he's just learning and understanding what it is to be human. Um, and then in Civil War, where you got Wanda is you know still dealing with the fact that she's lost her only family and her brother. Um, that she's living in a, a different country, um, and she's also you know blows a blows the shit out of a building. Um, oh, you can swear. Yeah. <laughs> you just realized. Yeah. Uh, the, in that, that uh, film, it just mounts on a bit more of the tragedy of a, of a character. And, and I guess also you've got the conflict with, um, you know, the fact that there's a whole Sokovian Accord and mm-hmm. all that, that kind of stuff. So the um, – and then she's, you know, battling – against her teammates and so you know again more more tragedy and stuff like that for her to deal with yeah then they're a real like you know if you if you want they're to, a real <laughs> kicker yeah, if you want to you know, you know put this uh poor poor woman down even more um she's you know in uh you know her and vision their, their relationship has progressed even further along mm-hmm. uh because they've spent some time everyone's sort of seemed to split off into their little sort of splinter groups mm. And and they seem to have split off together and developed quite the relationship. Yes, yeah. But the Vision's like still part of Cap's group. Mm. And I think Wanda was still like with the the Avengers as well. Oh, you're at that point. Okay, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I was, I, was, I was a little bit further forward. Yeah, but then they were doing their little liaisons where they'd be given <laughs> a, a hall pass to, to go somewhere and they, uh, they met up in Scotland and uh, they um, – they went there and they had their little fling and everything was gone well. Um, and then some of the, uh, the, the, the bad dudes from, uh, Thanos came down and went, dude, that gem in your head, we want it. And, yeah. And tried to rip it out of his head. Um, and so that, that, this is the kind of the combination of the, the vision story with, um, him getting severely injured and then, uh, going to Wakanda and then Suri trying to remove the, the, um, the stone from his head, mm. the mind stone from his head. Uh, and then, of course, that doesn't work, and Wanda has got to kill Vision, which again is very traumatic. Well, uh, no, so she's got to destroy the stone, which she understands is going to kill Vision. Yes, because it's the power source, I guess. Yeah, so she she does that, and that that would be very traumatic for her. And then Thanos comes along, and goes. That was a great idea. And then reverses time, brings Vision back to life, mm. and then rips the stone out of his head, mm. uh, finally finishing Vision off. So, in, uh, and then after that, she dusts for five years and then comes back at the end of Endgame and is, uh, is 
you know, showing how much more powerful she actually is. Because mm. uh, all that grief is just mounting and mounting and mounting on top of her. But that that's the interesting thing because she's she's got this power that's developed from grief, but they develop her power even further in this series. And I love how it develops throughout the series. So you've got the start where you don't even know what's going on. Mm. So you're in this black and white environment and it's kind of like um, it was based on the Dick Van Dyke show, right? Uh, your first episode was based on Dick Van Dyke, yeah. And so, you know, you've got these newlyweds that rock up because the titles were them in like a wedding dress and with a just married car. But they don't have wedding rings. Yes. <laughs> she left that detail out. And they've got no idea really what's going on. Yeah. So the first episode's called uh, Film Before a Live Studio Audience. Mm, uh, which probably should have been the giveaway for me that yeah. it was filmed in front of a live studio audience. I just thought it was called that. Because yeah. that's in, in the day, that was how all these sitcoms were, were done, was they were filmed in front of live studio audiences so you could get the audience reactions and, yeah. and put that in onto the screen. Um, and But it was weird because like, you know, when they said they were going to be producing a uh, one division show, we were all going, well, how is that possible? Because Vision's dead. Like he's he's like we saw him die. So how how is this possible? Mm. And then we saw the trailers for it, and we saw all these sitcoms, and we're going, "What the hell is going on here?" And then they dropped the the, the first two episodes, uh, film before a live studio audience, and don't touch the dial back to back, which I think was a good idea to 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 really um, cement what the show actually is. Uh, and so the first show, as you said, they. You know, based on Dick Van Dyke, 1950s kind of setting. Uh, and you're introduced to, uh, to Vision and to, to Wanda. And they've moved to this small town called Westview in, um, uh, New Jersey. And they, yeah, they're like just trying to be normal kind of people. So it's kind of like that setup of like, I dream of genie or, or bewitched where, you know, one person's got superpowers, but you're trying to be normal. Mm. But in this case, both people have superpowers because one's an android, a, a, a synthesoid and the other one's a, a witch, but doesn't realize it just yet. Um, but that is great. And, and, uh, Catherine Hahn comes in playing Agnes, uh, who's the, the nosy neighbor next door. Which there was an Agnes that was involved with um, the original soap operas. Um, so, like, the soaps used to be, like, ad- advertising kind of commercials. Mm. And there was an Agnes that was involved with that back in the olden days over in, um, I think it was a British thing. And that that was how they advertised things like soaps and detergents and stuff like that. And um, I just – so where did the name come from? Was it an established character within the Marvel? Agnes? Marvel, yeah. No, no, no. I think they just chose Agnes because later on – and, again, spoilers for later on, but you already know this if you watched it mm-hmm. – uh, Agnes is Agatha Harkness, who is a character from Marvel Comics. Yeah, so yeah, so that's what I meant. Yeah. That that character is established. Yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, and so, and it was kind of one of the, that was kind of one of the worst kept secrets. Like, uh, a lot of people were expecting that reveal. Oh. Um, so. I wasn't, FYI. Yeah. 
That's right, because I keep things to myself. Uh-huh. Uh, but the uh, yeah, the first episode you're, you're introduced to uh, to Agatha uh, or, or Agnes as she was at the time, and we're kind of going for that whole sixties thing. Fifties. Is it? Yeah. Are you sure it wasn't sort of 60s? No, I'm pretty sure the first one was 50s, second one was 60s, third one was 70s. Okay. Yeah. Um, the, and, but you also are introduced to uh, the, the, his boss, uh, Mr. Hart, uh, played by Fred uh, Melman, and Deborah Jo Rupp, who plays uh, Mr., uh, Mr. Hart's um, uh, wife. And she is from that 70s show and a lot of other you know, sitcoms. Mm. Very well-known face. Like, yeah. Um, but the the whole episode is kind of played straight as if it is a actual like sitcom from that era but there is a a, a scene uh where Mr. Hart chokes during dinner and then the vision has to like phase into and pull out the the thing out of his throat and uh, that was the only kind of weird bit of the episode that kind of broke with the normal things. Mm. Um, so it was – a lot of people watching this go – How broke with the normal things apart from her creating a dinner by magic? Oh, well, she's doing, doing all that kind of stuff. But that's the kind of thing you'd expect in a sitcom of that era that was a like a, a magic person living in a house trying like to be a, normal. I Dream a Genie kind of. Exactly, yeah, yeah. But the uh, the whole uh, choking thing and you know his wife going stop it stop it stop it <laughs> stop it and doing all that oh, sort of stuff that was creepy really creepy really creepy but that was the only real you know bizarre thing in that uh, that episode and so that was what was good that they played the the uh, second episode of it straight after that ah uh, sorry before you get on to that. Mm-hmm. The first episode, it was set in the 1950s, but the set was 1960s. Oh, okay. Because Dick Van Dyke show was 1960s. Right. But the you're right, with the costuming and everything mm. like that, that was 1950s. Um, another little correction for you is in Just Down Under, where we spoke generally about the, um, what's the making of show? Assembled. Um, assembled. Mm. Um you spoke about them using blue as a, a, instead of green and then overlaying his face. Mm-hmm. Not the case. They painted instead of red the blue because of the black and white filters. And you know how different colors show up differently on black and white? Mm-hmm. Not show up differently, sorry. Uh, better appealing on black and white. Right, okay. So the way that they used to do the actresses' makeup back in the black and white film days – um, were these sometimes really vibrant colours and unusual colours. But that's how they did it because it showed nicely on the black and white footage. And so the red didn't show as nicely as um, the blue. So they actually painted his – so his face was in makeup. Mm. It's just that instead of it being red when it was in colour – it was blue, but it was in black and white anyway. Yeah, but they they did uh, CG on the other bits of his outfit afterwards because his ears. Oh, the other bits of the outfit, yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. the actual makeup itself yeah. was intentionally blue for that. Right. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Fun uh, fact. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but then they they did uh, so film before life's yours, and then they did don't touch a dial straight after that one. Uh, Can we? St- day with episode one for a moment so you know the toast thing i wondered whether there might have been some morse code or something like that in the so there's like a ad break Mm -hmm. and there's a weird ad break in every episode oh yes but in the first one it's that toast thing and the toast just stays down It's, it's just this awkward moment and all that happens is this blinking light 
Well, that that's because that's a reference to uh, a story that Wanda had told that when she was younger, there was a, a, a stark bomb came, yeah. came through her house. Yeah. And then all they saw was this blinking light, yeah. expecting it would explode itself. That was the story that I was just telling you. Hey? <laughs> that's the story that I was just about to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. But what, what was a Morse code thing then? That No, I wondered yeah. whether it was like some sort of Morse code or something, like whether there was a little bit more to it. Right. right. But there wasn't. It was just that it was that. Mm. But now you've explained that to us in great detail. <laughs> Thank you. But that's that, that was what the adverts are there for, is to explain yeah. her, her pain and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I know that. Mm. Mm. But yeah, so moving on to episode uh, two then, uh, Don't Touch That Dial, mm-hmm. um, where they move into that, that more bewitched, that was the, the, the music you played then? Yeah. Yeah. At the beginning of this recording, yeah? Yes, that's right. That's the one. Yeah. Um, so the, yeah, the, the, the second episode, they're, they're moving in the, in the 60s. Um, and, uh, in an effort to, to fit in, uh, that uh, Wonder and Vision perform a uh, magic act in their their local talent show. So mm. it's um it's a uh, yeah they're doing a uh, like mad magician and his assistant. Uh, there's a box with a disappearance, uh, but it also introduces a few more people that are um, actually living in the uh, in the town of Westview as well. The community. The community. Yes. Yes. So it's um uh it's it's interesting when they they do that as well because they uh, introduce a character in there called Dotty uh who is played by um Emma, Emma Cor- Caulfield Emma Caulfield um who people who like know genre kind of TV shows uh, would recognize as Anya or Anyanka uh from Buffy the Vampire Slayer mm and Anyanka uh, in there was a, a vengeance demon. So by placing her in this TV show, a lot of people were thinking there's got to be something more to it. Oh, do you think that that was intentional casting for that reason? Yeah. So to make people just tick over a little bit more? Yes. Huh. Because that, that's one of the things that this, this show does. Is Oh, yeah. It was definitely like a thinker the whole way along. Because you, at the end of each episode, you're just like going, wow, where is it going to go next? But what does this mean? What does this mean? Mm. Easter eggs. So many Easter eggs. And, and for the first two episodes, you're going, what is going on? Like, how is Vision alive? Where, where are they? And who's, who's, like, put them there? Yeah, because it seemed like everyone was captive. Mm-hmm. And you didn't have any idea about the mind control side of things. It was just that it seemed like everyone was captive in this environment. And it was interesting. So when they released them on Disney+, Plus, they did the two at the same time. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So you could watch episode one and episode two in the one sitting. And it didn't necessarily <laughs> – it didn't necessarily give you more of an idea of what was going on – but it did give you a sense of it's okay, this is normal. Because I think that if you just watched episode one on its own, you would have been just like going, uh, I don't know whether I can get into this. Mm, mm. But you had enough intrigue in episode one, just that, that, that the little hint of intrigue, and then you get a little bit more in episode two where you're just like going, oh, okay, oh, wow, oh, okay, this is interesting. And 
you see a little bit more of their characters as well. So you get drawn in because you're right. We'd seen very, very little of these characters in general. And then seeing them as a couple on screen, we hadn't seen much about their relationship. So it became more of a, oh, this is, they've got really great chemistry. Like, I wonder where this is going. And I'm, I want to see more about what their relationship is about. Mm. So very sweet on screen together, which is weird because Paul Bettany's so old, but he doesn't age. No. So it doesn't, it doesn't seem awkward or weird, even when he's outside of his makeup. Because they have him quite often with human face. Mm. Which I assume costs uh, cost a lot less. Human face? Is that the... Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it would have, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, you, you're right. And it's um, interesting, like, that they, in that first episode, you see more of them on screen than you do in all their other appearances. Yeah, yeah. I, I really hadn't thought about that until mm. you you said that. But it's, uh, yeah, the, the second episode... As well, um, introduced a few other things like, um, there's a scene before, uh, they go to Dottie's house where Agatha and Wanda are having a chat outside, uh, Wanda's house. Mm. And she'd just found this toy helicopter, but it was a black and white scene, but the toy helicopter was in full color. Mm. And so. And sporting a very prominent logo. Yes. Yes. The, the first, uh, Appearance of the the sword logo on the uh, on the uh, helicopter, mm. and uh, they they go to Dottie's Dottie's place for this like talk about what's going to happen at the um, at the uh, the uh, magic show the the, the talent show thing. Uh, which, oh, is that what that was about? Yeah. I just thought it was just like a general like the girls getting together for tea. No, no, it was talking about doing the the, the talent show. Oh, I didn't pay any attention to that because it was all for the children. Remember, oh, for the children, yeah, right. Which will come up later in the in yeah. the episode. Um, and so uh, Wanda stays back to help uh, to help Dotty clean up afterwards. Mm. And at that point in time, there's another like break in their reality. Uh, when the radio goes a bit haywire and you can hear somebody saying, uh, Wanda, who's doing this to you, Wanda? And, uh, and then, uh, Dottie cuts herself and, and the, the blood is, is red, not, mm. not the black and white. Mm. Um, so again, a bit more that, what is going on? What is going on? Um, but also that whole thing, like, who's doing this to you? Hearing that in the background. But at the same time, you've got, um, so Vision was handed a piece of gum. Mm. Um, cause he was off while Wanda was doing that. He was off with the boys having a secret <laughs> meeting or doing whatever the, f- uh, whatever na- the f- neighborhood watch. Was that what that was? Yeah. Oh my You've God. only seen this episode three times. Yeah, I know, but it's like, it just like that whole, cause you know, I don't do that. Like, I don't do that weird thing where the women go off to the kitchen and the men go off to the wherever, the pool room and, and have beers and, it's just so freaking weird mm-hmm. to me. And that's what that represented for me. I was just like going, oh, this is so lame. Why are we doing this? But they did, and that's fine. But you've got – so you've got – and I kind of got a little bit confused during that scene as well because you've got Wanda doing, as you've already described, and then you've got Vision is off with the boys in this like weird – looks like a library. It is a library, yeah. It is a library. <laughs> And they're hanging out and someone offers him a piece of gum mm-hmm. and he has that and it literally clogs up his works. Or gums up his works. Ah! Uh, 
There you go. Um, and so he is acting all drunk mm-hmm. thereafter. But I thought he was going to be like choking or something like that. So I thought he was sending a message to Wanda when on the first viewing. Right. And I was just like, whoa, that's weird. Like they can communicate. Like he's like sending out like a distress signal to her. I was wrong, <laughs> obviously. Yeah, so it was, but that's the thing that this show, because it's so weird, it was just having people come up with all these different theories mm. and, and like, you know, uh, saying things like, oh, uh, Mephisto's clearly behind this. And, uh, it was like, whenever any new character would turn up, it would go, oh, they're Mephisto. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the rabbit's Mephisto. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that was actually, that must have been another plant as well. Having oh, really? The rabbit. Yeah. Um, because, uh, um, Anya's big thing was that she was a oh, of rabbits. Oh, yeah, except for bunnies. Yeah. So it's kind of funny having her there as well with, <laughs> with the, a rabbit being in, in uh, the same kind of scene-ish kind of thing. Um, and, uh, yeah, so they, they, they do their, their talent show. And mm. at that point, you're introduced to a, a new character, uh, played by Te, um, Teona Paris. Um, and, uh, I can't remember what, what her Westview name was. Um, oh, that is a um a really good point. Because this this is one of the the first times you get a, a G- Geraldine. Yeah, I think it was Geraldine. Yeah, yeah, Geraldine. Yeah. So in in Westview, her name is is Geraldine. But in the next episode, you find out some uh, some further information about her character. You do. Um. So the uh, she she turns up at the, this talent show and uh, she's like helping out and she becomes a part of the act. Uh, but then after the, the talent show is done and dusted, uh, and they resolve the whole gumming up the works issue, mm. they go back to their, their house. And, uh, it's at this point that, um, Wanda becomes, uh, pregnant very, very quickly. Yeah. Like massively quickly. Because when they're doing. Oh, because that, that was early in the episode they did the bed thing, wasn't it? The beginning of the episode was the bed thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So you got the, the, so they could hear weird clunking mm-hmm. and you didn't quite know what that was about. Like what was, what's, what's the clunking? And they, it, it was Wanda turning the light on, wasn't it? Yeah. And so she magically turns the light on. And then at the end, when she's still like a little bit weird, she puts the beds together. Mm. I never thought about that as being like maybe a conception moment. Well, yeah, I think that was supposed to be the idea. Ah, yeah, yeah. Now but, I get it. Yeah. I wonder if they explain the clunking thing. Like, cause they explain a lot of things. Down well, I track. think it was something coming in through mm. the environment might have been causing the clunking. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But the, yeah, so by the end of the episode, um, she is, uh, clearly pregnant, but then they hear that a noise again mm. and they go outside and then there's this beekeeper that comes up through the, the sewer. sewer. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I thought they were flies. I didn't recognize it as bees. Mm. And then, uh, Wanda just says no. And then all of a sudden they're back in the house. It's just like a weird do-over. Mm. Yeah. And and then uh, the it goes from being black and white to to color, and yeah, and then they just like that's the end of the episode kind of thing. The advert in this one was the Strucker watch, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Um. Apparently the the time on it was set for two forty two, 
And um, the Avengers comic um, issue 242 had the Vision appear with a newly repaired body. Oh, okay. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Interesting. Um, So we move on to episode three, which is entitled Now in Colour. Hang on. You don't want to talk about the talent show scene? Which part of the talent show scene? All of it. Like, oh, just that they do all that really schlocky stuff. Mm, mm. Like, Wanda is magic and Vision is doing things that she's, like, going, oh, we have to explain this away. Mm. And so she turns things into um, practical effects. Yeah, yeah. Even though they'd been magical effects. <sighs> and I thought that was kind of fun. Mm. But she also repairs Vision's issue with the gum. Yes, Yep, she does. Before they go on stage, so he doesn't appear drunk any longer. No, 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 she does it afterwards. Was it after? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, so he's drunk on stage. Sorry, yeah. yes, you're right. And then she fixes him up. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's very, uh, it's very, you know, classic kind of, you know, tropes of, uh, of sitcom. So, uh, but yeah, very, uh, all done perfectly though. Really, yeah. really, really good. Um, and so, yeah, and then, after on the, uh, the the third episode, uh, uh, now in color, uh, you start off the episode with them meeting up with a, a doctor at their house to kind of like go over the whole pregnancy thing, which happened very quickly. Yeah, uh, and the, the the pregnancy itself, uh, yeah, it goes uh, very very fast. Like I think it's a day or something like that. It's weird. Yeah, and so, nobody's ready for it. No, no, and. and uh, Wanda's powers kind of go off the rails uh, during the pregnancy as well. Mm. Um, I think like when her water breaks and stuff like that, there's just it's raining inside and uh, uh, yeah, when so- she's going through like the crampy fun times. Mm. What do you call that? Contractions. Yeah. That's the word. Um, there's all the stuff that happens in the environment around her. Yes. Yeah. Like spinning uh, pictures and, and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Monica. Sorry. Um, uh, was it Guinevere? Uh, uh, what was Monica's name? Name in um, Westview again? Oh, I don't know. I just said <laughs> Geraldine. it. Geraldine. Yeah. So Geraldine. Uh, <laughs> How could you forget that? That's Rachel's mum's name. <laughs> right. Okay. So so Geraldine turns up uh, at Wanda's place and you know helps with the delivery of of the babies because she ends up having two. Well, because she's there at the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like that. She's come to deliver the babies. No, no, she's just she's there at the time because because yeah. Vision runs off to try to get the doctor back. Yeah, because the doctor was going off to Bermuda, I think, on holidays, mm-hmm. but the doctor can never leave, so they just uh, they're just kind of there, and and Vision has an interaction with uh, one of his other neighbors uh, who is uh, doing some weird stuff, um, like he's trimming the hedges, but then he actually cuts through the wall yeah like there's a concrete wall just below the where the hedges are it's like he's breaking the fourth wall Ah. <laughs> so yeah so which which comes into play later on in the in the episode um but uh yeah so you've got um a vision trying to get the doctor then you got Wanda inside talking to uh, talking to her friend who's uh, about to deliver her babies. Uh, but then once the babies are born, uh, and there's two of them because they, they did this thing earlier in the episode where like Wanda wanted to have a kid called Billy mm-hmm. and Vision wanted Tommy, or it was vice versa. I can't remember mm. which way it went. Uh, and so they ended up having two. So that made things a lot easier. 
Yes. Mm. Yeah. And uh, and so they the, the kids are born, uh, and the Monica's powers go back to to normal. Uh, but she um, keeps on, uh, you know, she's just thinking about twins, and you know that she had a, a twin brother. And then uh, all of a sudden, um, her friend, who is uh, not a Westview person, but somebody who came in after the fact, mm. uh, and her, her actual name is Monica Rambo, says, "Yeah, Pietro," and kind of like snaps Monica snaps um wonder out of it. And she's like, "What do you know about him?" And then she's like, "He was killed by Ultron." And so at that point, Wonder realizes that she's not one of the people that she's controlling in Westview mm. and decides to get rid of her. But that's the weird thing. I don't think that she's conscious of the control still. Mm. But she recognises her as a threat to the environment. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of weird. Mm. But at this point as well, we don't know that it's necessarily Wanda doing it. She thinks that this is an external threat still. And because you have things like the Hydra ad – which is, you know, like the soap, mm. which, you know, don't touch the blue soap because it's mind control. <laughs> um, it, it's one of those things where you wonder, haha, you mm. wonder, um, like what is going on here? So have Hydra got her captive? Is this all in her, in her mind? Because, you know, you've got Vision who's dead mm. and is back. So have they got her in some sort of like a – like an environment like the X-Men with that, um, what do they call it? The, not situation room. Um, danger room. The danger room, yeah. yeah. So is it something like that? Mm. Like what's going on? Like your mind's kind of just worrying over the possibilities and especially for someone like me that doesn't know the stories and the background of some of these characters as much as you do. So the the opportunities are – perhaps a little bit less limited for me than they were for mm. you. Well, and, and when she kind of like, when Wanda is having this conversation with uh, Geraldine slash uh, Monica, mm. uh, outside uh, the two two other um, uh, people, uh, so uh, Agatha, so Agnes uh, and the neighbour uh, who lives next door to, to one, I can't remember what his name is, I haven't got his details here, Um they're, they're having a conversation about um, – <coughs> Oh, sorry. Yeah, keep they're, going. They're having a conversation about um, Geraldine saying that she doesn't – Herb? Have, Herb, yeah. Uh, she doesn't have like a family mm. or like a home. A home, yeah. yeah. And that's the weird thing, which is weird because who doesn't have a home but like she like, – in terms of that environment mm, mm. where everyone sort of seems to be really ordered and everything like that and she's wearing – like clothes, so mm. how can she? Where does she live? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's 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 kind of kind of odd because she must be living somewhere during that time that she's mm. in that that environment. But uh, yeah, as you said, Wanda uh, Wanda sees her as a threat, and then all of a sudden just blasts her through the walls of her house, and then just backwards, backwards all the yeah, way out, all the way out of what we find to be this uh, field. That's surrounding. It's like a dome. Yeah, or like some sort of hex. Uh, it's, it's, it looked like a dome at that point. Yeah, yeah. It yeah like just dome. back <laughs> off a bit. Uh, so it, she, she gets forced out of this place and then all of a sudden these soldiers like run up to her mm. and then they go, are you okay? And uh, last thing she says is, it's wonder. It's all wonder. And 
then that's the end of the episode. And you're sitting there going, whoa, I have to wait a week. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so you've got to wait, wait a week for uh, for the next episode. Because you don't occur. know what's going on inside mm-hmm. there. You just know that there's this force field. And within that force field, it's it's her. But what do you mean it's her? Is it her as in like there's she's been like somehow programmed by Hydra to do something? What's going on in there? Nobody knows. Mm. Is it like a Hydra facility? Nobody knows. Well, eventually we do know, but not at that point. Well, the next episode kind of explains a lot of stuff. It does. It really – so you step outside the circle, as it were. True. So the uh, the next episode is called We Interrupt This Program – uh, and with with this uh, episode, it's like, it's like a big PSA. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's it's kind of like um, keeping you up to date on what's been happening in the real world uh, while the stuff's been happening with Wonder and Vision. And so uh, in this, you get introduced to uh, Geraldine, or as uh, she's really known. Monica Rambo, but don't you think it's beautiful that we go back to that point of where she left off? Oh yeah, yeah. So it starts uh, where she comes back from from the click, the click, yeah, yeah. And and so she uh, she comes back uh, in a hospital room and is one- just sitting on a seat, mm. yeah. Mm. As wondering where her mum is mm. because her mum was there being treated for cancer. Mm-hmm. Now we know Monica and we know her mum uh, because they were in Captain Marvel, and at that time, because that was set in the eighties, she was only a little girl. Yeah, and now she's a full-grown woman. And it's amazing, like when she comes back. I don't know whether they did something with CG or what, but you could really, truly recognise that she was very, very similar to the little girl that was cast. Mm-hmm. Might have just been good casting, I guess. Yeah, might have been. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so she she comes back, realizes that you know her, her mum's dead, and they explain the whole "you've been gone for for five years" situation. Uh, and she goes to uh, Sword, which is like an offshoot of Shield that her mum helped to set up. Mm. And and so she goes goes there and meets with the the, the current. Uh, Head of sword. Did you did you get the idea that they were like a a, a slightly different division though? Because her mum was so heavily involved with um, air travel and that kind of thing. I really got the idea. I know that swords actually a thing within the Marvel universe, but I at that point I got an idea that they actually did things that they did a lot of air stuff, and that. No? Yeah, no, no. I think they did. Uh, and that Monica was involved in not necessarily terrestrial stuff, like that she was maybe doing some like more aerospace kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I think. Because more- they refer to her as being grounded and that kind of mm. thing. Yeah, I think it's more space kind of kind of things that yeah, doing. yeah that's that's the feeling that yeah. i got mm. so she's just woken up or you know come back from the click mm. and so she heads to the facility the sword facility mm. right and has to be let through because she can't use her scan card or yeah. she can't get through the door well i, I dare say they've like you know, anyone who <laughs> upgraded facility the facility security <laughs> well no i think it's more if you're dead you kind of like uh, probably get your oh, your yeah. access revoked yeah there must have been such a weird thing to go through even though it's fiction well the, the <laughs> sorry it's kind of weird can you imagine that well you could do a whole show because it was the um you remember in 
uh, Endgame where Captain America was having these uh, um, like trauma uh, like sessions with people mm. to how to deal with the, like the people, whole- yeah, and so people moved on yeah, yeah. and that kind of thing. And then their loved one comes back. Could you imagine that? It's like it's so weird. You, you think your 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 partner's dead and gone, yeah, and then you get remarried, and yeah. it's kind of like hi. Because what was the time difference? Was it like five years? Yeah, five years is a, lot a fairly long years. time. Yeah. And what if it was like something new, and you're just like going, ah, mm. I just got over you, and oh, that could be a whole. Like ongoing series on Marvel is like oh, dealing, wow. dealing with dealing, the click. The trauma. Yeah. <laughs> so you just call it the trauma yeah. to come. That's, yeah, just such a weird thought. Anyway. And, yeah, oh, it's, it's bizarre. So she gets let into the building. Should we continue on with this? Yeah. Okay. She gets, she gets let into the building. Um, and, and basically told that her mum's grounded her. Yeah. Because these were the protocols she put in place before before she died. Because her mum was a former director of of Sword, mm-hmm. and had uh, Monica been there, Monica would be the director of Sword. But because she was away, then Hayward was the next best choice. Yes, and we find out he's a very crappy choice. He's a asshole. I think that's probably fair to say. Mm. But it's it's just it's interesting. So we go through her story. We also get reintroduced to an old fave we we do indeed so they bring in a crew of people that aren't supposed to talk to each other (laughs) and uh each specialist in their own field and you've got darcy who just like she's been involved with way way too much of this weird shit before (laughs) and so she's talking to everyone (laughs) yeah because she doesn't care and she's asking she's like ah so no one knows what's going on here awesome because you got one of them one of them one of them one of them you 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 don't know what's happening okay cool (laughs) we'll work this out But Darcy is, uh, of course, played by Kat Dennings, uh, playing Darcy Lewis, mm-hmm. uh, who had appeared before in uh, Thor and Thor the Dark World. Yep. And Two Broke Girls. And, oh, wrong show. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and back in those ones, she was definitely more comic relief. Yeah. And, and, the, and uh, Jane Foster was more the technical nerdy person but you understood that, that there was some qualifications yeah, yeah, going yeah, on and yeah. obviously there was a brain in there even though she was like you said the 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 comic relief mm. just to sort of break the tension in a couple of places where she's still got that aspect of her character but now she's certainly more of the expert yeah she yeah. she shows that she knows her she's nizzle because yeah. she works stuff out that no one else could mm. She d- she does, and uh, so it's it, but it's great to see her back. Like she's a fantastic actress. Oh, I could watch her in anything. It's yeah. great. Because uh, you mentioned Dollface as well is also on Disney Plus yeah. on Star, so you can check that out. I as mean, well. Nick and Nora. That's a really mm. really great. I mean, it's probably it's a bit old now. Yeah. Maybe I don't know whether it's aged well. well. Before we get introduced to uh, to Darcy and the other people from yeah. Sword, stop talking about Cat Dennings. Get back to Darcy, <laughs> okay? Before we before you get introduced and. We actually have Monica going to the site meeting up with an FBI, FBI agent who is another returning character in Jimmy Woo. True. So uh, Jimmy Woo, uh, you were introduced to in uh, The Ant-Man and the Wasp, mm-hmm. uh, where he was the uh, FBI agent looking after um, uh, looking after Ant-Man uh, while he was under house arrest. Yes. Yeah. With his little ankle band. Yes, yes. So he'd been naughty. <laughs> 
and broken the Sokovian Accords. That's quite right, quite right. And so, uh, yeah, so because uh, he was there, his character's moved on as well because he got introduced like to the magic and stuff like that mm-hmm. um, at that point in time. And then uh, when he turns up here, he's like mastered the the magic trick of um, of the appearing card. Yeah. So uh, which is which is which is kind of cool. And so yeah, he his character is great in this. Really, just good good fun. And uh, it was it was good that they're re- reusing characters that they've had before in the universe. Uh, but Monica sees the like turns up there, and then all of a sudden uh, he's like. Saying to these guys, well, they're staying outside Westview. Says to these cops, "Where's Westview?" And they're like, "No such place exists. Mm. We're, from, we're all from Eastview, but no such place as Westview exists." Yeah. Um, even though they're staying next to a sign of it, and then Monica goes into the actual Westview through a barrier, mm-hmm. and then that's the last we see of her. Mm-hmm. That's the, the point where the shit hits the fan. And- Agent Wu is just like. Yeah, and then they call it all the sword agents and Darcy, and they all set up and they're trying to figure out what the heck's going on in there. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's pretty cool because Darcy realizes what's going on. She she takes readings of the environment and works out that there's a TV transmission, and so that's what we've been watching. We've been watching the TV transmission. We haven't been inside with them. We've been watching what has been transmitted. Which is really important that you recognize that because you've got that bit, like you said, with uh, uh, in episode two where they go outside and see the beekeeper. I thought it was just a guy with flies on him, whatever. And there's like a do-over. And Darcy recognizes on the outside. She's like, oh, that's weird. Like something happened with the signal. So Wanda's able to manipulate what's being transmitted which is so weird that she's transmitting it because it's like she's trying to keep something all to herself but it's like that subconscious thing of transmitting it as Mm. well weird right it is it's not like they've got cameras on the inside watching it's a transmission Mm. it's very specifically (laughs) a transmission yeah so weird it's, it's a very. It's I reckon, a, like a psychologist would probably have more to say on that. Yeah, <laughs> I am not one, so I don't. Fair enough. Fair enough. Find a psychologist, talk to them about it, because I reckon it'd be really interesting. <laughs> so yeah, so they um, it's 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 good. Like when they do this, and they just like explain. So you give you three episodes, mm-hmm. and they go, "This is what's been happening up to date. So yeah. this is what's going on." And, you know, to have, uh, like, Darcy, like, she figures out the whole transmission thing and they've got these oldie-worldie TVs in there yeah. and they're, they're watching the shows and becoming fans of the of the show. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just uh, like, uh, amazing that you're seeing it from the, the other side. Mm. Like, at the beginning of the episode... It's twins! Yeah, <laughs> at the beginning of the episode, they send in, like, this, this drone helicopter thing, mm-hmm. and that's the drone that uh, Wanda finds in yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, then Darcy and uh, Jimmy Woo set up this thing where they can uh, transmit into the the hex, what they end up calling the the the, uh, the barrier. They can transmit, and so that's what that thing was when they transmitted to the radio. That was Jimmy Woo saying, Wanda, can you hear me? Who's doing this to you, Wanda? Yeah. And then, yeah, they go through um, all this this kind of stuff and uh, get to the point where uh, where uh, Monica comes out of 
the uh, the hex and says that you know it was it was wonder all along kind of thing mm. um and so yeah it was uh this is a, a good the whole episode is uh is basic exposition <laughs> it really is yeah i'm just trying to think where the episode ends off that particular episode mm. yeah i'm not sure do they do the thing where they recognize that her costume has been affected by the the hex. No, I think they they, they figure that out later on. Mm, okay, so that was in a later episode. Yeah. Okay, because because future episodes are kind of like you know, you get the the sitcom side of things, but then also yeah, like a both sides of the story. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah, but it's a it's, yeah, the third episode. I think for people who were just unsure. Uh, so the fourth episode where people were really unsure this was the one where it's like okay this is what's going on uh, it's not uh, all, all some sort of weird alternate reality or anything like that mm. uh, and you've got a clear idea of what timeline we're in as well yeah because yeah, you know you know where the uh, the story is actually taking place and uh, you know that it's after Endgame and you know after everyone's come back from mm. the, uh, the the click and that sort of thing so um yeah, a really, uh, yeah, a really good, good episode that was uh, um, needed, <laughs> very much yeah, needed. Very, we just needed a degree of explanation at that point. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, and and so the the next episode goes back to uh, more of the the, the sitcom uh, kind of mm, trope. Mm-hmm. I think there was elements of the sitcom we did see a little bit at the end of it, but I think that was. That was a retelling of the whole Monica getting ejected thing. Yeah. From, from the, from the hex. So, yeah. Uh, and you just saw a different version of it pretty much. Um, like, so wonders what she wanted everyone to see. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then with episode five, uh, you've got uh, a very, on a very special episode. Uh, so episode five is, uh, an eighties kind of episode. Yeah. Felt very full house. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That was a that that was one where they had family ties. Yeah, but I got a lot of Full House out of that, which is ironic because, <laughs> like, for Elizabeth Olsen, that must have been so weird. She grew up on that set practically. Yeah, yeah. So, or she would have hung around that set, I'd imagine, a fair amount. True, because her sisters being the uh, Olsen yeah, twins. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so the um. A very special episode. Uh, you've got the, uh, the the babies are, uh, are crying, which is a, a trope of a lot of sitcoms where mm. they have kids. It's like, oh, how do we stop the baby from crying? Um, so they they're they're all doing their, their crying thing, and uh, and Wonder and Vision are trying to you know, deal with the, the babies, and then uh, Agnes turns up. And uh, she goes, oh, I can look after the babies. I was on my way to jazzercise, but I can do this. Yeah. Um, and then uh, does something. And then all of a sudden the the babies go from being babies to being like th- four, four or five-year-olds. Yeah, like late toddlers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, later in the uh, later in the episode, um, the the kids find a, a stray dog and decide to to give it a bath. And then uh, Wanda finds them, and they're, they're talking about whether they can keep the dog or not. Mm. And then Wanda and Vision go, "Oh, we don't think you're going to be old enough to look after a dog until you're at least ten. And the kids just age themselves up to ten. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you wonder whether that was her or whether it was them. 
Yes, yeah. At that point. Uh, but the, the thing is that, uh, you know, you've you got a question all along is, where the heck do these kids come from? You know, because, you know, Vision's not a, a human being, so he can't reproduce, and yet they've got children, which is why some people were going, it's Mephisto, because in the comics, it was it was kind of like the kids were actually a part of Mephisto's soul. Uh, and and so yeah, so he was. That was a, how they were created, and so that's why everyone was just hell bent that he had to turn up in this, right? Um, but he didn't. He didn't. Spoilers. No, somebody else turns up in this very special episode though. At <laughs> yeah, the end of it. that's true. Uh, but yeah, so the the kids they uh, they they uh, grow all uh, grow up and and that sort sort of thing. But then um, the the dog, uh, I think it was called was it Scrappy or something like that. Mm-hmm. The dog goes missing and then uh, no, it was Spot. S- no, Sparky. Mm-hmm. Sparky. Yeah. Ooh, uh, let's go with Sparky. The, the dog I find it. <laughs> the dog goes missing and then it um uh turns up dead and Agnes has uh, got the dog and says, Oh my god, it's eaten some plant and it's died. Uh and so the kids have got to deal with the, the grief of, of that and uh, and one wonder is kinda of like uh you know, tell them that you can't bring things back from the dead. You know, even though, you know, without her knowing it, she's brought vision back from the dead. Okay, so so um, I didn't realize this, but um, during the scene where the family's deciding on a name for the dog, there's a small statue of a tiger prominently placed in the middle of the kitchen table. And apparently on the Brady Bunch, and I do not recall this at all, but I didn't watch all of the Brady Bunch and watch much of it at all. Um, the family had a dog named Tiger. Yeah. And the dog that portrayed Tiger um, was actually called Tiger in real life. And the dog actor Tiger was run over by a car and died of his injuries. And in this episode, their dog dies. And so it was like a little tribute to Tiger. I think it's really cute. Sorry. Had to, had to get that in while we're talking about the dog. But yeah, uh, in this episode, the vision is very, um, uh, much becoming aware that things are really weird and, and starts to question wonder about it and ask her like straight out is this your doing are you doing this yeah um which is yeah starts them to like have a bit of a a fight where they both like launch up into the air um but then all of a sudden there's a a knock on the door Mm. and she goes and answers it because she has no idea who's at the door Mm -hmm. and it turns out it's pietro (laughs) (laughs) but not just any pietro yeah but it's not Pietro, played by Aaron Taylor Johnson, who was in Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. It's Pietro, played by Evan Peters, who was the Fox Universe Pietro. Both of whom appeared in... Kick-Ass. So weird. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so he turns up and he's very much not the Pietro that we know. And he says this line, uh, like, uh, little sis got a hug for long lost brother or something like that mm. but i could i had to play it over and over again to get oh it. he mumbles yeah. it it's awful yeah and uh so that was the way the episode ended and you're kind of like what the hell's going on here and that led everyone to speculate oh my god it the they're bringing the x-men into the marvel cinematic universe this is it this is the start of it it's all it's all happening um but no they they uh they just um had another person in in westview playing the role of pietro which is such a wacky way to do it like that reveal was just like because 
you were kind of wondering what was going on. Yeah. Well, they had to tell you how he was there and how he had powers mm. and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, why he didn't... Um, um, why he didn't what, sorry? Why he didn't, uh, you know, he why he knew stuff about Wanda. Yeah. Yeah. And also why she did the weird, like, flash of seeing him, like, with his face all, like, dead and stuff. Yeah. With that, that all happens in the uh, the next show. Mm. Uh, before, before we move on yeah. to that, the advert in this one... Um, I didn't actually realize that the commercial was for a brand of paper towels called Lagos or Lagos. Lagos, yeah. And um, that was the city in Nigeria where um, where Wanda accidentally blew up a building, mm. killed some people. Yes. So you're right. I didn't really recognize that each advert was her pain coming out. Mm. Mm. So this, that, sorry, the whole series is just a big cry for help from her. Yeah, the whole series is all how to deal with with uh, pain and loss. Yeah, well, it's not how to deal with it because I'm sorry, well, yeah. you shouldn't create a hex how, how and de- capture people how, and manipulate yeah. their minds. How she dealt with it. Yeah, thank you. Paul, Paulie, Paulie. How she yeah. <laughs> no, no, but it's just like it's that whole like metaphor of a cry for help. Mm. She's literally broadcasting her issues. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Very deep to show. Very deep. It really is. Um, so the all new Halloween spectacular, which I think is my my favorite episode, because it gets the old school costumes. Yeah, because yeah, because you got to wonder in the comic book accurate version of the costume, mm. which we never ever in a million years thought we'd ever see. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you've also got Vision in his comic book accurate costume, mm-hmm. and even Quicksilver is in a, a kind of when you say comic book accurate, it's kind of like. Comic book accurate if they bought really cheap, shitty uh, Halloween costumes. <laughs> yeah, and the kids like that. Uh, it's more representative of the comic book accurate as opposed to the Hollywood yeah, versions. Yeah, like more eighties. Yeah, uh, it's it's like if you went to Universal Studios, it's the kind of costumes you expect to see there. But the episode itself was like that nineties era era where we're more into like the Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so. Um, yeah, the the all new Halloween spe- uh, spectacular. Uh, you've got uh, Wanda wanting to do the whole trick or treat thing with the kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got Pietro being there, who's being a bit um, like of a. It's kind of a drop kit, but handy uncle. Yeah, but I think he's there to mix things up and uh, you know mm-hmm. uh, put Vision offside and and that sort of thing. Uh, and then so Vision decides he's going to go and do some investigating of his own because he's still not sure about what the hell is going on in Westview. Uh, yeah. And so he goes for a walk to the outskirts of, of Westview and finds out that uh, the people out there that are further away from Wanda's powers mm-hmm. are just zombies that are just doing like some people are doing like a task over and over and over again and other people are just standing there and doing nothing like they literally can't do what they're trying to do yeah yeah and tears pouring down their mm. faces oh yeah so it's a uh, he, he at that point where he realizes he's got to you know well, yeah because he's he's run into agnes mm, mm. and she's like oh i must have got turned around and got lost. Yeah, and yeah. just like in the town that you've always lived in. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. So he, he goes through the the hex, which Darcy uh, had, had. But before pronounced. that, we've, we've got the reveal that the kids have powers. That's true, yes. Yeah. 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 So the kids having powers was interesting because one adopts Wanda's powers and one effectively adopts 
or not adopts, is revealed to have yeah. Pietro's powers. Mm. And, uh, and that's the same, because that's what they're doing in the comics. You and want- so Pietro was Peter, right, in X-Men. Yeah. 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 Uh, in the comics, you've got Wicked and Speed, who are the, the two kids, because they, they do get reabsorbed and they, they disappear, and one has to deal with that pain as well. Mm. But then they turn up uh, years later as teenagers. Um, Which is out of nowhere. No, no, they were living with, like, adopted parents. So, oh. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they, they turned up uh, years later, and uh, and so that was kind of kind of interesting. But it was good to see them in those kind of comic book accurate costumes as well for those two characters. Mm. Uh, but yeah, the whole thing uh, is uh, it turns out that you know he's telling uh, Wanda, Wanda stuff, and then uh, then she hears it visions in in pain and and dying and he says your dead husband can't die twice kind of thing and then she just blasts him away and that's kind of the last time you really see him as quicksilver mm. um but then to save vision wanda expands the hex and makes it bigger and so that incorporates the sword base and so they all get turned into clowns oh because at on the outside you've got the issue where Darcy has – they've kind of figured some stuff out on the outside. Mm. But the good guys have figured some stuff yeah. out. So about the uh, the um, it changing stuff as it goes in, like turning uh, Monica's clothes into – which were Kevlar mm-hmm. – into bulletproof clothes, even mm-hmm. though they were the 60s kind of outfit. Yeah. Uh, so it's uh, – yeah. But also Darcy ends up – handcuffed to a land cruiser mm. or a jeep or whatever because the bad guys have worked stuff out yeah the bad guys have worked stuff out and so oh the bad guys have worked stuff out that the good guys have worked mm. stuff out yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so it's a it, it's um monica's going to find going to another place to get a vehicle to enter the hex safely mm-hmm. um Darcy stays there and she gets uh, absorbed into the hex. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, the, the the vision, like, also, uh, you know, is safe because when he left the hex, he started to disintegrate. And so um, Wanda needed to extend it to make it bigger and so that he would be saved. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so it was, uh, yeah, it was a real just full-on episode, but uh, very, very, very enjoyable. Well, sort of – it. It answers some stuff. So obviously, vision can only exist within the hex, but it also doesn't understand. Uh, it doesn't answer some stuff because you know that Wanda has gone to. Is that in this episode that it's revealed that Wanda went after Vision dies? That Wanda went to go get his body and you assume that she's taken his body mm. and put him inside the hex and somehow reanimated him. Yeah, I, I think it was either this episode or the previous one where Haywood said that mm. and showed some footage of, of her entering Sword and, yeah. and, and that sort of thing. Uh, but we find Which that, is a half-truth. Yeah, yeah that's right. Um, Maybe a quarter. Mm. But, yeah, and so uh, the, then the, the next episode, the uh, the Breaking the Fourth Wall, is the kind of a modern family episode mm. where it's like a lot of uh, people talking to the camera and explaining what had just happened and, and that sort of thing. A little bit as well, um, Arrested Development. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah a little yeah. bit of that mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, And this episode, like, 
uh, I think you know Wanda's trying to deal with everything because obviously mm. Vision's missing. Uh, she's expanded. It did feel a little bit therapist, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. She expanded the hex. She's just not sure what the hell's going on. Mm. Um, so at this point, she's not really conscious of like she's starting to wake up to it all. But what? I don't think she's truly conscious of what she's done. There was a point earlier on in. Uh, previous episode where sword sends in the drone mm-hmm. uh which was a drone from that particular era of time and it was armed and then haywood tried to shoot wanda yeah so she's got to be uh, so, and she goes out yeah. after that doesn't she yeah okay so she is a little bit more awakened yeah so she's where where at this point what's mm. uh, what's going on um, and so in, in this episode, uh, she's, yeah, just trying to deal with everything. And Agnes, the good friendly neighbor that she is, uh, yeah, decides to take the, uh, the boys off, uh, off Wanda's hands mm-hmm. and take, uh, take. Give her a bit of time. Yeah, a bit of time and space. Mm. Um, take them next door to her house. Mm. And then, uh, yeah, so Wanda can have some me time. Yeah. And so, uh, so she does that. Uh, and Vision is, uh, you know, tracks down Darcy because he saw her outside of the hex before it got expanded. Mm-hmm. Um, and needs to wake her up from the fact that she's not, uh, not in like you know that world and give her her memories back, yeah, which is something that he's figured out how to do um and yeah it, it was in this episode um again like i th- I think something had to happen that it couldn't just be wonder has you know created this thing and she's the the very big bad they she, they had to have someone for her to fight. Mm-hmm. Um, in this episode, this is where you're you're starting to get that who's that someone to fight, and when she goes over to uh, Agnes's place to see the kids, and uh, actually she actually gets confronted by Monica before this. No, because I think you assume that she's going to a fight to fight the guys on the outside, but this is kind of like a bit of a bait and switch that there's actually a threat from within. Mm. Don't you think? Well, no, no, because Monica gets back into the hex because she goes. No, no, no. So you're saying that there's someone that she's going to fight, but I think the assumption is that the battle is going to be between Wanda and the people on the outside. Right, yeah. That there's going to be some sort of conflict Mm. there. But it's a bit of a bait and switch that it works out to be the neighbor that's been dropping around. No. Yeah. No. I can see. I can see a point. I'm just saying they they need to introduce the bad guy because yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I get that, but because Hayward was a bad is a bad guy, but he wasn't like you know, the bad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. And so in this episode, you've got Monica going back into the hex for the third time, and every time she's gone out in and out and then back in again, her body DNA is being rewritten. Well, because it's like a kind of radiation that she's being mm. exposed to each time. And we know what happens, don't we, Hulk fans? Yeah, 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 you, you die. Hulk um, smash. <laughs> but, yeah, so she's gone back in there and she's gotten powers now. Oh, no, no, no. She goes in there and does a superhero landing. Yeah. And so she she's in there with, with the powers uh, but then she's in there with the powers. Yeah. But then Agnes comes and takes her, takes away Wanda, and says, "No, no, you come with me. It's uh, all good. We'll come, come and have a cup of tea. It's all, it's all fine." Uh, and then went to, uh, went to her house, and Wanda was like, "Where's the boys?" And said, "Oh, probably in the basement." And then she goes down to the basement, and it's like 
not like anyone's basement you've ever seen before. No, it's creepy. Mm. It's like an episode of like the sorry, it's a leftover from the Halloween episode or something yeah. like that. It's cobwebs mm. and weird stone. And then you f- then you find out from there that the uh, that um, Agatha's been manipulating things behind the scenes. It was me all yeah. along. With, <laughs> with an awesome uh, monsters um, uh, monsters. Um, what uh, what would you say? It was uh, inspired by the monsters theme music. Yeah. 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 But. Like- Okay. Yeah. No, I can. I can understand that. Yeah. So that was, that was it was good, and it was like okay, cool. Because one of those those theories that people were having uh, was that Agnes was Agatha. So at least that was one that people got right. Yeah. So uh, that was really good. The um, yeah, Evan Peters one was you know everyone thinking that the X Men were coming was you know not not quite right. Well, oh, that the, they were going to find a way to integrate the X Men mm. into the universe because they're like, well, the rights are available, so why wouldn't they integrate them at this point? Yeah, I, and think, I think that was a fair call. No, nah, I think they've got uh, other other plans for that. So yeah, yeah. yeah. But the um, the the episode ends uh, with the Agatha All Along song, and then the next episode is again another uh, exposition one, a previously on. But they go uh, back and they give you the backstory of Agatha, and then they uh, have Agatha take uh, wander through this kind of uh, her past to see all the the way that the the, the trauma is kind of inflicted on her. And then this is where they um, explain the whole sitcom situation because mm. back in the day where she was living with her mum and dad, uh, it was in a place that was at war. And the dad was trying to make a living by selling DVDs and they'd be watching those DVDs at, at night. And so she would be loving the sitcoms because it was like, you know, stories of a happier time. Yeah. And, uh, and that, that was where you saw the, the stuck bomb come through the window and her deal with that pain. And that's when you of saw. Of course, she loses her parents mm. at that point, yep. but she's still got her brother. Yep. But then they end up in that institution. With Hydra, so yeah, yeah and then they effectively get tortured. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at that point, like she sees an image of herself as the, the Scarlet Witch, um, and yeah, the whole thing is just so well written and so well put together. And uh, Agatha's putting her through this because she's trying to figure out the source of her powers because she pretty much wants to steal them. Mm. Uh, and then it uh, goes through, uh, you know, Wander at the Avengers compound um, and then Wander dealing with the grief of losing vision. Mm-hmm. So all the pain that she suffered, it's, it's like really putting it right there up on Front Street mm-hmm. um, and then bringing her, her back to uh, Westview and, you know, kind of, a, you know, threatening her children and stuff like that, uh, you know, makes the... Uh, transition to the the next episode of uh, of One Vision, which is the the uh, the season finale. It is, but these two, they're kind of like by this point, you've lost the the sitcom trope. <sighs> yeah. yeah, yeah. They, it's kind of just like you're there at that point, mm. so it's no longer about what she's projecting. It's you're experiencing it along with her and the other characters. Yes, yeah, yeah. But it was uh, it was. Yeah, really interesting because like she couldn't use her powers and stuff like that because of these uh, runes that, uh, that uh, Agnes had put up on the walls. Oh, um, yeah, and then the I, I like the way that they use that 
later on, mm, like mm. when so the final showdown, and it's just like she's just t- like she, it looked like she was missing Agnes or a- Agatha by that stage, mm. wasn't it? So it looked like she was missing her, but she was intentionally throwing those runes out into the walls of the hex. Mm so that she could stop Agnes from using her magic. And it was great. Yeah, that was very, very good. But also in at the end of this episode, you're um, introduced to the white vision because Wanda never actually stole Vision's body. She created a whole new vision for memory uh, in the hex. Yeah. So Vision's body was still at sword. So it's kind of imaginary, but there? It's like a video game representation yeah. of him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um but it's weird that he's capable, like within that environment, he's capable of individual thought. Mm. Like, so she's created him, but it's not like he's just like a dummy that's you know walking around. He's he's capable of questioning her and that that independent thought. Mm. Well, I mean, she, she could like be a mind reader and stuff like that. She'd probably be able to like you know create him as an exact replica yeah yeah but creating something that's like he's not just there he's off doing his own thing like she's not controlling him the whole time yeah yeah he's he's questioning her and off doing his own thing and hanging out with darcy in an ice cream truck yeah but he's (laughs) but he's literally uh no you don't want to talk about the ice cream truck (laughs) he's literally the embodiment of uh of vision because cause of Wanda being able to uh, replicate, like, his mind and everything like that, mm. which, you know, means that when he gives all of his memories to the... the uh, we, have I mentioned the White Vision has turned up yet? Yeah, he did just about yeah. three minutes ago. Yeah, so the White Vision is uh, the body of Vision, but without yeah, the memories. Yeah, so what we haven't explained probably is that the bad guys on the outside, the bad sword, they still had the body of vision Mm. and that they kept on working on him and they are in fact reanimating him. But when he comes to life, I guess for lack of a better term, but when he's reanimated, he comes back and he's just completely white, Mm. like white, white, like porcelain white. Mm. And that's him. Yeah. So, so the, no uh, color embellishment. (laughs) So yeah. So, the, Not even his eyes. Yeah. So you had to, you end up with a, a vision versus white vision fight, uh, which is one of the best fights I think I've seen because it comes down to logic at the end of the day. Oh, it's beautiful mm. the way that they they transition from this this physical fight, which that in itself isn't beautiful. It's just well choreographed, mm. but they transition from that to the hex version of vision saying well hang on a second here's a story for you and so then you've got white vision who's like oh so by that that means that we are equally both vision and even though it's my my mission to kill vision i am vision Mm -hmm. so meh (laughs) stuff that (laughs) Override. <laughs> yeah. And then Vision gives him all of his memories so that the white Vision becomes the whole Vision. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I thought that that might have been it at that point. I thought that the Vision that we knew might have just faded away. Mm. 
or that they – I expected them to amalgamate somehow. Yeah. Well, I'm just, Does that make sense? They have kind of amalgamated, but then you still had the – Yeah, but you still had two vision. separate yeah, yeah. entities. Yeah. But then the uh, – uh, he flies off, which is weird. Like it makes me wonder what uh, what's happened with that vision. It's like who knows? I've given up guessing. Yeah, he'll he'll turn up somewhere. But mm-hmm. but uh, the the uh, yeah, one Wanda beats uh, Agnes using her own little tricks. True. Uh, and then tur- so beats Agatha and turns her back into Agnes. So she's oh, so she basically traps her within Westview, mm-hmm. which is soon to be released and but she is stuck there just being the perfect neighbor yeah yeah but she's conscious on the inside ah just nuts Mm, mm. and the i think that final bit where agatha says to her you might need my knowledge Mm. because i think the bit that you skipped over a little bit is in the penultimate episode the big reveal is that that Wanda is the Scarlet Witch. Like mm. she's named by Agatha as being the Scarlet Witch. Mm. And so you've got that starting to come into play. And what Agatha's trying to incite, um, to say at the end is that, look, you don't understand your powers and you're going to need me. And Wanda's just like, well, I know where you are. Yeah. <laughs> if I need you. I'll come get you. And I was just like, that is cold. <laughs> like, mm. probably suitable given, you know, what she'd been through. But, wow. But she does, Wanda does release everyone in Westview Except. with the exception of that. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and uh, with the knowledge that that means that Vision's going to disappear and her kids are going to disappear as well. Yeah. And so as I guess – the the force field just sort of shrinks in on itself mm. is probably the best way to describe it. And so you're conscious of that. They put the kids to bed knowing that that's the final farewell. Mm. And then they just go downstairs and have that whole scene of the, the, the force field just coming towards the window. And it's just so sad. Mm. Mm, like you just – it's it's sad, but it was a inevitability. Yeah, it, yeah. it was sad, but it felt right. Mm, you mm. didn't feel cheated by it. You knew that it was the right thing that she was doing, but you still felt that pang of just just heartbreak for mm. her. Yeah, that was it. Was it was very sad, but mm. it was a uh, just. I, I, people, a lot of people were like, well, not some people were like, oh, I can't believe they didn't have Mephisto, and I can't believe they didn't introduce Magneto, and and I can't believe that it wasn't the the uh, Evan Peters wasn't the uh, the Quicksilver from the Fox universe, and and all, all these things. He ends up being uh, Ralph Boner is the uh, the name. Yeah, of, <laughs> Boner. Yeah. Hey. Uh, but he was just enchanted to be able to have the powers and stuff yeah. by, by Agnes or Agatha, uh, and. Uh, yeah, so that people were, but to me the whole story arc was perfect. Just I couldn't, I couldn't imagine how you could have done that any better. No, nor could I. I mean, I liked it, and that's the thing. I mean, I think when you're coming from my kind of perspective, and you have less less knowledge of the characters and the the wider mm-hmm. comic universe. I think having less ex- expectations in any movie or any any TV show that you're going to watch is it actually enhances your enjoyment. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I, I think sometimes 
you you like I know that you get a few extra sort of Easter eggs and tidbits. Like you understood what sword was, mm. even though I picked up. So I was just like going, oh, I wonder what sword means. And so you were able to say, well, sword is this. And I was like, oh, okay. So it like you definitely have a different experience from me, but I think in, as far as just simply enjoying it, I think when you know a lot less about the source material, the more you can enjoy it. Yeah, yeah I can see that. Yeah. So yeah, but, but you just get those extra little tidbits that I don't necessarily yeah. get or have to ask about. But it was it was great that they they brought back Jimmy Woo, and I hope we see more of him mm. uh, in other places. Because oh, we will. He's an FBI agent, so you can like slot him in different places. Uh, and also, um, <laughs> that's what you do with FBI yeah. agents. You slot them into yeah. places. Well, Darcy, if you need to have somebody come in to explain the science of something, you can bring her in for that now yep. as well. Yep. Uh, the, way, the same way they kind of use Selvig in uh, in the, th- the original Thor movies. Oh yeah, true. Um, and. Uh, then you- I like the idea of them talking about doing like a Scully and Mulder kind of TV series with um with Darcy and Wu mm. because I think that would be kind of cool. Yeah, they'd work well together. Yeah, that was so cute. Yeah. We're like just those episodes where they were sorry the episode mm. where they were watching the episodes mm. on TV. That was cute. Yeah, yeah. And I love uh, Monica um, as now that she's got powers and stuff like that. <sighs> And the, More on that, please. Yeah, and the end scene uh, where it was, I'm pretty sure it was a little girl that was the, the little scroll girl at the um, the end of the movie. Ah, uh, so she's the one who comes back, yeah. right? I'm pretty sure it's got to be the same. The yeah, same yeah, yeah. No, scroll. that that would make more um, sense. Yeah. So she says, like, uh, you know, an old friend wants to see you, a friend mm-hmm. of Nick Fury. Mm-hmm. And and uh, Monica says, where is he? And she points up. So Because last time we saw Nick Fury, he was on the spaceship that was... Uh, hanging out with the scrolls. Hanging out with the scrolls. So, on his, like, little private yeah. beach so weird I, thing. So I think the uh, plan is she'll probably turn up in Secret Invasion, the uh, TV yeah. show that they're, they're going to make. Um, and then at the very end, you get that scene where... Uh, Wanda has isolated herself in this mountainous area. Mm. Um, she's just waiting for the kettle to boil to make herself a cup of tea. Mm-hmm. And the camera pans past her and goes to a back room. Mm-hmm. And there you see Wanda in the full Scarlet Witch outfit, uh, the, her astral projection, like reading the, the book, which we assume is a Darkhold, uh, to understand her powers better. And so does that indicate that she's had some contact, do you think, with Doctor Strange at that point? If she's doing that astral study thing? Maybe. So it was very much like him. Mm, yeah, maybe. I don't know. And it's, he had to learn that. So maybe yeah. he's taught that to her. Could be. Or, or maybe her powers have just got you know to that point. Maybe she started reading the book and understood it and then she's got astral project. But I don't know. Maybe like that'll get explained more in uh, Doctor Strange and the maybe. Multiverse of Madness. One can only hope. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, the the but the uh, the fact that they've got her in a uh, Scarlet Witch costume uh, that's kind of look works is mm. just amazing. Like the the fancy dress one was was good, but I think that that final costume they put her in is just amazing. And they did a thing in between as well, so where um, Agatha takes her back to the Yeldi witches. Mm. And says, look, you know, she's the Scarlet Witch. We've got to destroy her because she's the destroyer mm. of worlds or whatever she claims. Um, there's the, there's like a projection mm. of that mm. headpiece that's very Scarlet Witch. Do you think that that was them projecting it on her or revealing that it was there the whole time? And maybe, I don't know. 
I was very intrigued by that. Yeah, I'm not sure. Well, because the mum in the episode where they were attacking uh, Agatha, Mm -hmm. her she kind of got got a crown that appeared on her head, which is using her powers. Yeah. So I think that's the same kind of thing as like. uh, So it's part of her powers is having that there. Mm. So you think that that was part of her defense mechanism in that setting? Yeah, probably. Okay, cool. I'll accept that. Yeah. But no, it was it was great. I mean, just the whole start to finish, the the way the show worked was brilliant. Mm. It made people talk about the show like the the week it was shown. The whole next week, everyone was talking about it and yep. guessing things wrongly. Oh, yeah. um, and uh, it just we haven't had a show kind of like this for a very long time. Well, no, because it's brought together two things. So you've got that appointment TV again, but also that whole mystery. It's a show that you know nothing about mm, except mm. for two characters that you have a vague understanding of who they are within the MCU. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you might know more if you've read more comics and blah, 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 blah. But within the MCU, you've had 20 minutes of these people and yeah. that's it. So it's a really cool concept to visit. It was. They did such an amazing job. They put such talented people on it to – to make it all work out. I mean, the the um, people who compose all the theme music and everything like that, just yeah, phenomenal. Yeah, something Anderson, Cohen Anderson, something like that. Yeah. Um, they, the, that couple are amazing. So they were responsible for, was it Frozen 2, a lot of the music mm-hmm. in that. And they obviously work. I mean, I don't know how a couple could work together, but they do and it's amazing. But it's the way that they – bring the basic theme through all of those different time periods and just sort of update it in each episode and keep them that just keep the basic theme there but change it enough that it's clearly from a different time period it's so clever they're very talented they are yes yeah that's no, a it just sounds Sounds great. Uh, looks fantastic. The the uh, Christoph Beck had some involvement in the soundtrack as well, right? I'm not sure. Well, because you asked Siri when we're having lunch today, oh. you said, "Oh, can you play it?" I'm pretty sure you said by Christoph Beck. Oh, okay. Maybe it's a score or something like that. Yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, and the director uh, Matt Shackman, uh, who's directed uh, some episodes of Game of Thrones mm-hmm. and uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, um, he was actually an actor in sitcoms as a kid. Um, oh, what did he? What, what was he in? Oh, uh, he was in uh, quite a few of the uh, the sitcoms of the, of the time. Um, I, <laughs> I love how you vaguely throw these I things can't remember. in. If you if you if you want to get a deeper dive, listen to last week's episode of um, Fat Man Beyond, the Kevin Smith podcast with Mark Bernard. I will tune in uh, because they actually have um, the. Uh, director uh, Matt Shackman on there, and he gives you a much deeper uh, understanding of his uh, of his work history. Okay, um, because he had some some involvement in the Great as well, didn't he? I think yeah, I really enjoyed that yeah, show. One episode or something like that. Mm. Might be the pilot even. Um, but the uh, he did all nine episodes, which is not common for a director to direct all episodes of a, a series. When it's ongoing, but when it's like a one thing, no, it's it's, it's usually they'll they'll get other directors in to do it. So okay. so yeah, it's interesting. He he directed all of them. Um, but yeah, just uh, I, I the first foray into 
like TV for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I know Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was supposed to be that, but it really didn't end up being that at the end of the day. Mm. Um, this is just, this is phenomenal. It's something else. It's very, very next level. Yeah, and just doing something completely different mm. like some and something unexpected and something where you were guessing the whole time, you weren't prepared for what was going to be happening, like people might have been shooting ideas of what it might all mean and everything mm. like that. No one really had any idea and it was kept under wraps, so like no one really spoiled anything. Yeah, no, it was it was great. Just uh, it was very impressive, mm. and I did like Paul Bettany's uh, joke where he was saying that there is a a, a cameo in the last episode. Uh, it's an actor that he highly re- admires and reveres, and can't wait to act with him. And he was talking about himself, so I thought that was very funny and very clever. <laughs> yeah, and I can't believe anyone would get annoyed by that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I. I just... People are weird yeah. and get upset about the strangest things. Yeah. Like, that episode didn't go the way that I thought it was going to go. Why didn't it go the way that – like, why are you complaining? It's great TV. Yeah, yeah. So you're not the writer. You know, it's, it's like you're the viewer. You just sit there, you watch it, you either like it or don't like it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, don't, don't project onto it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so we've covered the music. We've covered the episodes in great detail. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you missed anything? Uh, yes, there's probably lots of yeah. Easter eggs. I mean, there's so many little things like that whole like sit, ubu, sit, good dog. Like they actually do sit, sparky, sit. Right, okay. And just yeah. like little stupid things. They just do all these little nods mm. all the way through it and it's just so cool. Yeah. Like the little opening credit scenes and and that that little thing at the end where they both sat down on the couch together to close out each episode mm. when they're like in that sitcom kind of thing. It's just so clever. It is. So well put together. So well executed. And and now we've just gotta wait another week and see what uh, Marvel can give us next. Yes, <laughs> yes. Another couple of months we'll be reviewing Falcon <laughs> and the Winter Soldier, no doubt. Anyway, <laughs> or as I said yesterday, when someone walked past me with the Captain America T-shirt, I'm like, oh, are you looking forward to Captain America and the Winter Soldier? Oh, oops. <laughs> oh, well. Can't get them all right all the time. Um, that's an hour and a half of that. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I think I'm done. Are you done? Well, I'm done. Yes. Yeah. What? Division? <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm going to have that theme song in my head for weeks. Bye. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the gentlemen of pop culture.